NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Waylon Wong. When there's a recession, the usual tendency for policymakers is to scramble. There's a flurry of tax cuts or emergency aid for families and businesses. These moves to stabilize the economy often depend on the whims of politicians. There is debate, there's sometimes deadlock. In the meantime, people are hurting. Now, last week's healthy jobs numbers, along with other positive economic data, indicate we've avoided a recession, at least for now. But we know economies move in cycles, and there will be another downturn at some point. So for some economists, now is a good moment to consider if there is a better way to combat the next recession, some kind of way to provide relief without all the scrambling. Today on the show, we talk to an economist about his proposal for helping households through economic slumps. It involves the government automatically sending people cash, potentially $400 billion of it. You're going to need a bigger mailbox. Yeah, (laughs) we'll go shopping after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. This message comes from NPR sponsor, American Express. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Economist Derek Hamilton is the founding director of the Institute on Race, Power and Political Economy at The New School. That is in New York, although the day we talked to him, he was showing some school spirit for the opposite coast. You're wearing a University of California sweatshirt today, so you threw me off briefly, but you're, you're based on the East Coast. There it is. It's the first thing in my closet. You can count on an economist to maximize the efficiency of their morning routine, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Derek's work spans topics like economic security and the racial wealth gap. And he says there's a kind of economic policy tool that's been in the conversation for basically his entire career. As long as I've been thinking about economics, the concept of automatic stabilizer has been front and center. An automatic stabilizer. This is a kind of policy that's designed to provide relief in times of stress. These programs are generally smaller in the U.S. compared with other advanced economies. But there are examples of automatic stabilizers here, especially in the social safety net. Take unemployment insurance and food stamps, otherwise known as SNAP. These are benefits that kick in when a household's economic circumstances take a turn for the worse. And another example in the U.S. is just individual income tax, because if somebody's income goes down, so does the tax bill. What makes an automatic stabilizer unique is that it's already built into a government's budget. The president or Congress don't have to take special action to spend more or tax less. And that means less risk of these benefits getting derailed by political bickering. You can think about an automatic stabilizer like an economic slow cooker. 
you set it and you forget it. And then when times are bad, they automatically kick in. Exactly right. Uh, They automatically kick in and they ensure that resources are being directed in ways that are promoting our productivity, that are limiting the risk of, of severe recession, and that ensure that the duration of a recession is not as severe as it otherwise might be. In previous recessions, the federal government came up with one-off policies to help stabilize households. People got tax rebates in 2008. Those are part of the George W. Bush administration's response to the global financial crisis. And there were the stimulus checks in the early part of the pandemic. Those one-off measures required congressional approval. They didn't automatically kick in. And that's where Derek's proposal comes in. He recently authored a paper along with fellow academics Chris Hughes of the New School and Naomi Zodi of UCLA. Their proposal calls for a new kind of automatic stabilizer, monthly cash payments. These payments would get sent out in times of recession, and they would be adjusted by income. They would make these payments different from something like a universal basic income, which is the same for everybody. And the money would be temporary. It would only be paid out during a recession. This program is targeted in such a way that those that need the most get the most. It also has the cadence to ensure that Like income, there's an understanding, a guarantee, a psychological benefit to know that there's a flow that's coming your way, a periodic payment to make sure that you'll be able to meet your subsistence needs. Derek and his colleagues aren't the first ones to propose automatic cash payments during recessions. Economist Claudia Somm outlined a similar idea. She came up with something called the Somm rule. That's a way of detecting whether a recession is underway based on unemployment data. We spoke to Claudia a few years ago. We'll link to that episode in the show notes. And Claudia explained how cash payments should go out to households when the SAM rule gets triggered. They should happen as fast as they can in a recession. They should be noticeable. Send them $1,000 or more and get that money out. Derek's proposal also uses the SOM rule as a trigger event. But where Claudia's plan called for an annual lump sum, Derek's idea is to send out monthly payments. The rationale is that a regular source of support helps families plan better. Derek says that people on a lower income spend more on subsistence. So the people who get these regular payments would be more likely to spend that money instead of saving it. And that's what policymakers want in a recession, because consumer spending accounts for nearly three quarters of GDP. We need to recognize that there are multiple dimensions of economic sovereignty and insecurity. And income is a flow concept. Income recognizes that your bills are periodic. So the concept of income requires that there's a periodic flow of resources coming your way that you can count on in a steady state, steady way. Another key component of Derek's proposal is that the payments are targeted by income. They would only go to families making $78,000 a year or less. The average benefit for eligible adults would add up to about $3,500 a year. The payments increase for lower-income households, and payments for all eligible households would stop once the recession indicator was no longer in effect. According to the proposal, the program would give the average family a 3 to 4 percent boost in income. And because a disproportionate number of Black and Hispanic families are low income, the benefits would be more pronounced for them. The average Black family would see its income go up at least 6 percent. A point of reckoning is every public policy 
every structure in America that's related to our economics and politics is not devoid of our conceptions of race, who is deserving and undeserving. So having the program go into effect in an automatic way, that's anti-racist. It avoids the discretion of deciding who is deserving and undeserving at the point of delivery of the payment. Derek and his colleagues envision this program amounting to a maximum of about $430 billion a year. That's 2% of GDP. It's 2% of national output for the year. And the money would only get spent when there is a recession. Derek says there is a number of ways that the government could pay for this program, like taxes or borrowing money. Of course, proposals for new kinds of spending tend to kick off furious debate among lawmakers about the ballooning federal deficit. Right. And last year, the Government Accountability Office did study the impact of automatic stabilizers on the budget. And it concluded that these automatic benefits did contribute to deficits in recent years. But it also pointed out that the programs keep the economy from getting worse during recessions. So Derek just needs someone in the government to turn on that economic slow cooker. Set and forget. <laughs> Speaking of fighting recessions, tomorrow we are looking at the Paycheck Protection Program. We're doing a postmortem of that business support that happened during the pandemic. That's tomorrow on The Indicator. This episode was produced by Cooper Katz McKim with engineering by Maggie Luthar. It was fact-checked by Sarah Juarez. Kicking Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, American Express. Take your business further with the smart and flexible Amex Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits that help unlock more value from your business purchases. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.